Hi there, welcome to Colour Fit Chat number 15. This week, I'm absolutely delighted to say that we have strength coach extraordinaire Simon Brundish on the show. Now, the first two things that Simon put on his bio is that he's an avid Liverpool fan and that he's teetotal, both of which made me distrust him. But thankfully, Liverpool have now lost a couple of games and as I continue to read uh, Simon's CV, I realise you'd have to be teetotal to achieve as much as he has. As a starter, Simon was named as a coveted UKSEA U Coach of the Year in 2018. As part of his business, Strength Lab, he developed the engaging and innovative fundamental movement programme for children, Superheroes, which is used by over 80,000 kids in over 17 different countries. He's worked as an SNC coach for over 20 years, working in the Premier League, National Basketball and County Cricket. He also runs a very successful podcast about his beloved Liverpool. And as you'll see, he's also a great podcast guest. On the chat, Simon talks about tips for SNC success, including side hustles, gender differences and maximising your impact and engagement. Remember, if you want to ask Simon any questions or add your opinion to any of the subject matters, then please get involved at 7pm tonight on at colour underscore fit. I really hope you enjoy the show. I've had many side hustles over the years, but I think uh, the keys to these things is to get stuff you're good at. Um, if you're good at writing, create, create content blogs in your website so you can get in local papers, you can get in journals, you'll get... Uh, I get on CNN. Um, so if you can build your brand up that way, people pay you money. Um, make sure you've got fundamentals, understanding of, of uh, the science. Um, I get some kind of uh, guest lecturing if you can. So create a good network for these things. So I, I guest lecture at five different universities. Um, if you can get into the conference circuit, that's the way to go as you, as you get on in your career. Um, but uh, for an early practitioner, get a, a couple of amateur clubs that you're working with if it's just a, a 20 quid for a session here and there it starts to build up get gets you experience but it also starts to expand your your income base and if you can have three or four regular clubs those uh, those amateurs very often they go on to uh, other clubs and, and you will have that contact and it all spreads i've had in interesting journey in the last uh, five years of my 237 year career um I used to have hair, um, is working with uh, girls academy and boys academies and um, the different experience of working with those teenagers and the emotions, the hormones, but um, the, the different growth rates, the different emotional maturation rates. But largely, I think that one of the key drivers um, that I'm constantly aware of is, uh, we're talking generalizations here, obviously, there are always going to be exceptions. Um, but one of the key um, points I'm, I'm always cognizant of is that boys largely want to be the star of the team, want to be the star of the show, want to be the star of the drill, whereas girls tend to want to fit in. So they, they are much less likely to um, do something they're, they're brilliant at in a drill. They will pull themselves back a little bit. Um, and so you've got to be aware of that when you're coaching, when, you, when you're creating the constraints so that you still, you're getting enough out of that girl. Um, so she's getting some development without having to show off to the rest of the group. Because in my experience, I've not found one that enjoys it yet. Um, so maybe it's just my small group, but 
I, uh, with 300 girls. Um, it's not such a small group, and I also have a 15-year-old daughter, so so I very often have uh, two 30-minute sessions a week, and it's not a lot of time to get um, uh, physiological adaptations in that you're that you're after. So uh, I like to prioritise the specific ones I'm after in a block, or um, uh, over a given time uh, they've got specific targets. But largely we're um, any sport is underpinned by speed, so I'm looking at getting um, some kind of sprint um, emphasis in a week. So uh, I, I'm looking around between 180, 300 meters of, of high speed, high volume work, um, and then I will constrain uh, a game or task around that. But largely, um, I'll put them in groups of three or four, um, and we ha will have specific games that create. Um, uh, a linear, lateral, multi-directional or curved um, sprint. Maybe we'll have uh, a relay, but largely I would like multiple um, types of sprint during this um, uh, during this game. Um, and it keeps them engaged, but um, it makes it purposeful and gives you a lot of bang for a very small amount of time. Um, and secondly, um, we always build up with um, superheroes. Superheroes. Um, so all the warm-ups are based around, we'll do six or eight different superheroes, which is going to develop coordination, balance, um, a little bit of strength for some, more, more for some, more for others, a little bit of power, more for some, more for others, but skill, control of body um, is, is really, really essential for all particular teenagers, but definitely academy kids in any sport. I like to begin um, my sessions by uh, having a board or uh, we'll have a variety of different boards up um, and outline the session plan, give two or three options and let the kids pick um, one or two of those options out so they've got um, their own uh, connection with whatever they're doing. Um, I tend to uh, like to develop their skills of, of, of each movement we're, we're looking at, but also um, their understanding of why, so that I'll take two or three of them out uh, in any given session and they can coach and deliver the sessions. It gives them, gives them buy-in. All of, of ideas for, for engagement is um, speed. They, the fast ones, they're constantly competitive. They just, they, it gives them buy-in into the program if they see that they're developing. Um, if they're just Im improving their 30, they're rolling 10, whatever, you can have some specific set target, uh, set testing over a month, over six weeks, over eight weeks, whatever. But you regularly do, they regularly look out for, gives them great buying when, when they see success. And, and largely, neuromuscular skill development stuff makes them faster, just us, and they love it. So thanks to Simon on some great tips for SNC with youth athletes. With side hustles, it's good to focus on your strength and everybody is good at something. Don't aim too high initially, start small, do a good job and your business will hopefully grow over time. I thought the point on youth gender differences was absolutely fascinating. We need to shape the environment so girls can excel without the feeling they are showing off. To have an impact in a short time frame, be specific while providing an overload. Concentrate on foundational movements and create a competitive and fun environment. Finally, to maximise engagement, provide a training plan framework, but let the athletes have some level of ownership for buy-in and give them targets and feedback regarding their progress and achievements. As always, a huge thank you for tuning in and please follow and review the Colour Fit podcast. 
And I'll see you next week when we have another superstar from the world of nutrition. Take care.